Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. We are coming at you with week two of this year's March Madness that we have entitled Whoopi Goldberg Zerk, in which we watch all Whoopi Goldberg movies and we rank them against one another and we have a great time. But I cannot obviously do it alone, so I'm joined by the jolly nun, Jeremy Legui, and the cowboy used car salesman herself, Sonia Stanger. Oh, hello. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> What's going on? Hi. Good. Um, this is a very fun week. This was the comedies of Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Some of the comedies of Whoopi Goldberg. And I thought we all had a great time, and then I found out just moments ago that Sonia was... Not feeling it, not feeling the I, same. I am legit surprised. Like I, like I. There were yeah, things I liked. I liked. All... We'll get into it. There were things I liked yeah. about wow. them, but. Wow! 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's pros and cons. One for sure is a clunker. Um, in fact, okay. Well, we should Jer have normally shook. talked to. Jer shook even there's by a, that. There's a there's a clunker. Well, there's a bit of a clunker. Are you um, talking about the very which... good bad movie we watched? Okay, we gotta get in. <laughs> we, we gotta, gotta start. It. We gotta. Okay, why don't we start with, um, why don't we start with Made in America? Mm. Uh, Jeremy, Made... this is your choice. Yeah, Made in America is an American tale, <laughs> uh, the likes of which we've all we've all heard and, and seen about. In the yes, past. starring a mouse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, they were, of course. Uh, I found this movie on a list uh, for this purpose. <laughs> so yes. uh, that is why I picked it, because it looked kind of funny. The cover is uh, funny. The cover is funny. Uh, it is a, a, a Whoopi Goldberg, Ted Danson uh, comedy. Uh, how do I describe this? Uh, there is a dash of Will Smith in here. Uh, oh, yeah. I will. I, I will mention. I will mention that I think this might be where it all comes from, because uh, I saw little bits of it all of him doing his thing, mm-hmm. uh, and I will also just make a, a. It's been a year, so I can make this joke. I'm surprised he didn't slap anybody. No. Anyway. No. Uh, it's, it's like his no. thing. <laughs> I could come to it late. Anyway. No. Um, wow. So it's not for ma- us. Made in America. Chaos. <laughs> We're chaos now. And I think when he comes up, I get to make the joke. I think that's the the, the social contract. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but Will Smith yeah. is the is, Will Smith is Oprah egg in this movie, so right, yeah. <laughs> so what is that? What do you want to call that? Is that what this is? Well, I we feel were... I, as of our discussion last week, I do think that there is an Oprah of every film this week. Of every, uh, Whoopi has an Oprah in every film. Yeah, Whoopi has so an Oprah in... in every film. Yeah. So what this comes from is in The Color Purple, we were talking last week that Oprah gave such a strong performance that it, you know. We kept coming back to her. We kept talking about Oprah. We did. And that's not actually the case, but it's more of just like, uh, it's just more of like, who's standing out? Who's the person Mm -hmm. that we're like, you're Mm -hmm. looking at? But anyway. Yes. Okay. Continue with Made in America. Uh, Okay. Yes. So in Made in America, uh, Whoopi has a daughter named Zora, which is very distracting to Zelda players. Uh, and um, she finds out through a blood test at school to find out what blood type you are. I don't know if that's a thing we can do. Okay, high school, like I university. Yeah. I was confused I as to what high school because I was like, this, this is advanced. I think we did yeah, this in I, high school as yeah, well. Yeah, I thought so. Huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she finds out that there, through blood types, that her 
the man who she thought was her father was not her father. So then she goes and confronts her mother about this and finds out that her mom, played by Whoopi Goldberg, got a sperm donor because she wanted to have a child. So, being the, what is this, the 80s or the 90s? Mm-hmm. This is 1993. Uh, 90, I think 1992. Yeah, 92. Being, being the 90s, Zora goes to the sperm bank and breaks in with the help of her friend Will Smith. And they find out that Ted Danson is her father. Uh, there's quite a bit of racial comedy that goes, like I would say like a half hour, where they like just come to terms with the fact that he's a white man. Uh, he kind of sucks, and he sleeps with Jennifer Tilly a lot. And oh my god! Used- She's his living <laughs> girlfriend. You wouldn't know yes, it from I'm- the way he treats her, but no, his no, adult no, no. child. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just super weird, and like she's playing young, so like it's she's not, playing it bizarrely young. It's yeah. like crazy. Ee wee, ee woo. It's like, just and it was just such a waste of her. Like Jennifer yeah, Tilly's better than this. When you get Jay Tilly, you should use yeah. Jay Tilly. Yeah, she's okay. hilarious. We have different thoughts about Jay Tilly. <gasps> <Wow>. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is a controversial uh, week. We're having so well, many we're, this is, problems this is, we're, now. We're fracturing. We're fracturing. <laughs> anyway, Ted Danson is this car salesman who kind of sucks, and he does these really outlandish commercials and stuff, which mm-hmm. you think is just like his bit, but then it kind of comes into a thing later where it's like there's a reason for it. Anyway, mm. they all have these big confrontations, and it's kind of awkward because they don't know what to do with it. And it becomes clear that Zora just wants a father figure and she was hoping that it would be Ted, but he's kind of a jerk. Uh, Hijinks ensue and they have these fights and wouldn't you know, it winds up with a one elephant stampede with Ted dancing on the back, going into a river, chasing Whoopi. Uh, (laughs) Hijinks uh, definitely ensue. Yeah, major uh, hijinks. They're, you know... Some things happen, which honestly were kind of confusing. I think it would have been better if they didn't fall in love. Like, if they're just friends at the end. Like, if they're just like, hey, this is kind of cool. But no, of course, uh, Whoopi and Ted have to fall in love with not a ton of time left. Or chemistry. And also... I well, you think okay. that, except that they dated after this movie. So, there yeah. must have been something. I, I, thought it went, I thought it went all right. Ted Danson's accent didn't help the way it floated in and out. Yeah. But also just the timing where they're like, oh, it's half people freaking out about the race of a father and half about this love story. Um, and also just the- there's like so many things where he's like, oh, I found out I have a daughter. I'm going to pour my booze down the sink. Like yeah, everyone I, just reacts like, like this yesterday. is all changing me in ways. Yeah. And it's like, but ha, okay. But I think it goes to show us that there is no amount of change a man won't go through for some whoopee. Wow, Jeremy. <laughs> I love it. And I'm now we're the, friends again. I'm exiting the Zoom call. <laughs> oh, it it's has on the and off. It's on effect and off. on John, but it really worked um, for me. All right, let's, I, let's get in. I, let's start getting well, into these I just numbers. Wanna, I just want to oh. say that I think that this was a good, bad movie. Mm. Like, yeah, same. Like I, it's, yeah, like it's, it's a, a bit of a movie. it's a bit of a stinker of a movie, but it was fun. I had fun. Yeah. So same. Uh, anyway, uh, let's do it. Okay, let's get into these characterization numbers. Who's first, Sonia? Okay, I gave Whoopi a seven for characterization for Ms. Sarah Matthews because I don't know. Like, did we know really anything about her? She owns a shop called the African Queen. Um, mm-hmm she's she stands up for herself a lot she's kind of tough which i liked 
But, like, beyond that, and that she loves her daughter, what do we even know? Like, what did she give us? Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily Whoopi's fault, I want to say. It's the movie. No. Yeah. Well, and I think we can see this theme starting of, like, Whoopi being surrounded by a larger crew. Like, the Ocean's Eleven it with Whoopi frequently, um, which might be a strength, I don't know. Uh, there's an Oprah character in there. I gave her a nine for characterization. I thought it was a pretty average situation. I thought she did a good job. I felt the things I was supposed to feel. Yes, same. I yeah. uh, agree with y'all. I got it gave an eight. Um, I thought eight she was middle. she was pretty great in this. Uh, actually, I love how she suffers no fools, <laughs> and um, uh, and I love the way that she reacts to Ted, but then like somehow comes into Ted into the idea of Ted. <laughs> I was into it. Okay, voice. That wasn't acting. That was her real life reflection. Yeah. It was. Yeah. What do you give her for voice? Okay, I also gave a seven here because, again, I don't feel like it was necessarily super distinct. I feel what you're saying, Sean. Like, I do, I did really like kind of her, her way of speaking and like her like reactions to Ted. But yeah, I don't know. Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it nine. I feel like this. Well, I feel like all of these to some degree are like when a comedian acts, right? Like you get the person and then you form the story and everything around it, around them. She's a human person. Uh, (laughs) I thought you meant around uh, the story. No, 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 no. But like that's that's what you do with comedians often. You know, look at your Kevin Hart movies uh, Mm. in the moment. And uh, I feel, yeah. So I gave her, I gave a nine. She's doing a good job, but it's nothing crazy. Um, I gave her a nine just because she has some very iconic line deliveries that I've been thinking about. Um, when she has these, there's a, like, one of my favorite scenes is when she has these two white women in the shop, in her, in the shop, the African queen, and they keep bothering her and peppering her with questions. And she is so rude to them. And she's just like, and then when she's like, babe, I am on the phone. And I feel like I've like somehow always known that she said that or like I'm just like calling someone babe in a derogatory way is uh, something that I appreciate a lot. Um, And she also when she was arguing with Zora and she's like, so kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Like (laughs) this is a mother. This is a hilarious mother. Okay, Let's move on to physicality. Um, okay, so I gave her a nine for physicality. Um, she does she does have some pretty great like physical moments in this. Um, I think her like a, we've talked about her face acting a lot, and I think it does come out here, especially in her like reactions to Ted Danson. Um, honestly, I feel like she gets points just for the elephant bicycle scene, um, <laughs> where she's incessantly ringing her bell, and that's what's agitating the elephant, and it keeps chasing her. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like she 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 did a lot physically in this movie. And, like, that first scene of her when she's riding her bike, like, through the city and, like, weaving in and out of things, I do think that that, like, established her character pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, for similar reasons, I actually, I had a different number and then I upped this before the show. Because I, I gave physicality a 13 because I, I do think her acting drunk on a bike was kind of something yeah and like i really appreciated it and 
it kind of still makes me chuckle a bit because it is just like this really funny moment. But I also thought that her and Ted like making out was pretty crazy. It's pretty like, hot. Like it, pretty like it was well, not pretty hot, but like, like it was very funny. And they like, the, I remember thinking like, how long is this gonna go for? The uh, house, they destro- the house, the house destroying passion of it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gave lovers, it a nine. Baby, I gave it a nine as well for that sort of the same, the comedy of destroying your house while you're hooking up. The comedy of how she's such a menace on that bicycle, um, and like being drunk in the in the office. I think she did great. Yep. What I found out this week is that Whoopi is very skilled physical comedian. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Tension and emotion. Okay, so I feel like this is a tough category for comedies in general, right? Because it's like that's yeah. not necessarily the goal of the movie always. There's a way to kind of look at it, I guess, through the lens of, like, the comedy emotions or and or there are, like, peaks and valleys. Um, so with this one, I gave her an eight because um, I do feel like she was definitely doing some things in her relationship with Nia Long, in, like, some of the moments with Ted, um, you know, like, I guess maybe coming off dramas and seeing some of the depth of the performances there, maybe that, like... Makes the number a little lower for me, but yeah, so a healthy eight. Uh, I gave a nine for kind of similar similar reasons. Uh, I do think her and Ted Dance and Whoopi and Ted did have some chemistry, and there were some times that like their relationship seemed pretty char- charming. It was just that it happened completely out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he was so annoyed by them, and then it, like a. Like, he realized she was a woman and then was okay with it. You know, like, it was just, like, very, very abrupt. And so I think if they had given it, like, a bit more time or some more nuance, we might feel differently. But uh, it is just, like, done enough to get her on that bike, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just got to get her on that dang bike. Yeah, I I gave it a seven. There's not a lot of times for her to flex these chops, really. Um... You know, there's like, yeah, I don't know. Basically what you guys said. She uh, she does a very serviceable job, but not a lot for her to go on. And then ending with style. Okay, so I maybe have given too low of a number here. I can't decide because ah, there's a part of me that thinks like she this didn't have the full like whoopee flair here in this film. But then some of the way that we like approach this category is like if someone else could do it or like would it be as good if someone else did it. And I do think other people could do it, but I don't know that it would be as good. The same okay. panache. <laughs> okay, I'm going to upgrade mm-hmm. a little teeny bit. I'm going to give an eight. I'm going to give it eight. Son, you might have to downgrade it to, bit, to match to fit with mine because I gave it 13. And that's a reluctant 13. It is. Because I thought about it. And I I originally, I did have it quite a bit lower. But I upped both physicality and style in this. Just because I do think some of this would really change. And I also wonder if there was some, like, 
changes made for Whoopi or, you know, things she wouldn't do or like, you know, like lines drawn, that sort of thing. So I do wonder if it would have been quite a bit different based on what she was like willing to do or what she even thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of conjecture in there, but mm. I still feel like, like at this point in the nineties, Whoopi is huge, right? Like, like she has, oh, all, she's, like, she's in everything. Yeah. Like we're getting all of these different things. So anyway, I'm sticking with that. Okay. Um, sure. you might be interested to know that I'm closer to Jeremy on this one because <gasps> I put a, tw- I put a 12. Yeah. Just because in a film of really sweaty performances, she's so effortless. <laughs> and then she's true. just is like, she's just easy yeah. breezy. But also like, like full disclosure, Ted is not doing the best. He's funny. Oh, it is not the top Ted. Yeah. No. But, but uh, yeah, like he, like, I don't know what you like, what he's doing other than bringing people down. <laughs> well and i feel like some of it's the writing for sure and like the character like it's just he's such a one-dimensional character in so many ways and yeah but then all of a sudden he just is he just delivers this like hit the bombshell at the end with like total poise and like care and it's like that is absolutely not his character yeah (laughs) he only has one dimension and then at some point they change that dimension and it's unsettling yeah, so in, in the opposite like... way to the good place, <laughs> where yes. there's a twist that like, but yeah, That's having true. watched him That's on the true. good place and then watching this, it's there's, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but. anything, anything else that you guys want to say about this? It's one of the few films where at the end there's like, I don't know, it just kind of came in one ear and went out the other for me. Yeah, which is a little bit. So sorry to made in America. Sorry to me in America. Yeah. I do think I do think it's good for us to have like um, third party reproduction representation on film, and obviously, like I'm biased because that's literally what I am, I research. Um, but like more more conversations about sperm donation on film, I say. Mm, true. And then for it to be resolved in the way that it's like... Well, yeah, oh. I mean, some of that... Oh. Some of it's complicated. A mix-up? But... Mix oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should okay. say better representation. <laughs> yes, that's probably fair. Okay, let's move on to my pick of the week. It is 1986's Jumpin' Jack Flash. It's a gas, gas, uh, gas. Oh, is it ever... So this is is a Penny Marshall film, Penny Marshall's first film, um, about Whoopi, who plays Terry, and she is a computer whiz, works at a bank, and then she gets embroiled, someone hacks into her computer, or something. I don't even know, really, (laughs) what happened there. And he is a spy overseas, and he needs help to get out of whatever spot he's in. And so then she gets embroiled in this, like, plan to try and get this guy out, and then people are trying to kill her and mad capery ensues and it's just it gets ridiculous it really mm-hmm. does but she but she does she ends up uh you know coming out on top she does and saving the man um okay so let's say what do you get for characterization of this character of Terry Doolittle Terry Doolittle um, okay, I actually, full disclosure, I just increased all my numbers for this film. 
(laughs) (laughs) across the board yeah pretty much because i went back and was like gosh those are low that doesn't that's not correct um because so okay i think there i think this film could have used a much more rigorous editor Hmm. there are parts that just there were parts that just went on so long and like Wow. That I was just like, this mm. is confusing, and I feel like this isn't necessary, and it stopped being funny a little bit ago. But <laughs> especially at the beginning, I was so in, and I love Terry so much. I, she, it's this thing I think that Whippy does a lot, or a role that she gets put in a lot, where she's like a disruptor, right? I would call it like she is she, disruptor. She's almost yeah. like mm-hmm. neurodivergent coded in this movie, especially. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like her desk. She's not like the other girls. That's not actually what I'm she saying. She is kind very of much not like the other her, girls. You know, yeah. her desk is exciting. She's like, um, she's friends with all the other like bank dudes around the world. So I really liked Terry and appreciated her. I did give her a nine because, you know, again, like this isn't the kind of movie where you're getting a really deep character study. So there's only so good it can really be. But I do think that there was something, something to Terry. Absolutely. Along those lines, Sanj, I gave it an 11 because kind of in the same way, I feel like this is like Whoopi the comic Mm. doing her thing, right? And like, it's her interpretation of the character and it kind of felt like a better version of the telephone. (laughs) Yeah. In a way, right? Like, Like, it was like the same energy and like the director, you know, Patty was like, I liked what you did there. I want it here, but please read this this time. You know, like like that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, that's kind of how I felt about it. Yeah, I gave an eight. I love Terry. Um, people love Terry. Like yeah. the relation, like the relationships she builds with people are easy breezy, um, she, and she's just like an extremely likable person. Do we see her demonstrating being a computer whiz? Which, like, she is apparently this, like, computer genius, which is sort of how she gets in this situation in the first place. No, not really. She literally uh, adjusts wires on her computer, like, every once in a while to disrupt a a Russian exercise channel from being on her (laughs) computer. Which, again, is 1986. Nobody knows really what's going on. Um, There are some very funny, like fast typing where the person's clearly not actually typing anything moments (laughs) well i was thinking about this sort of instant messaging moment because i'm like this is pretty early like i feel like the the general public was not quite aware of what the situation was here well but this this is the whole this whole science fiction thing because like that like that was what they went for when they made msn and they pulled it off, but at the time it did not work like that mm-hmm. at all. Uh, so, um, okay, let's talk voice, Sonia. Yeah, so I gave Terry an eight for this because I do think that she had like a pretty distinctive, you know, like way of speaking, voice, style. But again, like it wasn't like extra, extra special or anything. Yeah, I gave a nine, kind of for the same same reasons like we're getting the unfiltered uh not that it needed filtering uh whoopi goldberg yeah now see i gave it 12 (laughs) okay because some of these line deliveries live extremely rent-free in my mind um like when she 
is trying to escape from the British consulate and she's taking herself as a hostage. And she's like, <laughs> I am threatening myself. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that whole interaction, I love that. Um, or when she, she just like gets quite angry and worked up in a way that everyone else is supposed to be like in a normal movie, you would be acting suave and spy-like and she is reacting like a normal person, completely overreacting. And I don't know. I just like, there's, I, as I was watching this, I watched this a lot when I was a kid and the lines were just flowing out of my mouth Mm. and I knew a lot of those intonations. So I'm definitely colored by a lot of these experiences. So maybe this one you have to take with a grain of salt. And even, I would say it evens out with all your other low scores for other things. So you're allowed. (laughs) I do judge harshly. Okay, let's talk physicality. Okay, this so this is where she. This is where she. Yeah, hits. like like she. What is she? She she climbs on the side of buildings. She smashes through windows. She gets thrown. She gets into her the dress river. shredded. Her yeah. dress caught in a shredder. Yeah. yeah, the dress and the shredder is a masterful piece of work. It is like it is so funny. Yeah, it killed it. She's giving physical comedy in this one. Um, mm-hmm. So I gave her a 12. Because um, she does, like, and she does, it, She re- that's a way I think she really expresses the character, too, is, like, Terry's reactions to things and big physicality. Uh, I gave a 13 for similar reasons. This is the action movie. Yeah. Like, this is our action. This is, like, this is literally, like. She's an action guns, star. There's, like, the whole thing. Uh, There's car chases. The the particular stunt at the end, which we will call the bite. Mm, The great bit. Oh, yes. The great bit, yes. At the end, uh, I really didn't see coming. No. 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 And, and, and like, (laughs) like in in a a thing where we have to uh, put points to stuff. There has to be some point somewhere for it, that move. ingenuity for You're sure. Biting yes. someone in their nethers. Yeah. Yes. And also the depiction of that bite, which yeah. I feel was probably pretty accurate. And the sort <laughs> of it's hard to say. And the sort of POV shot that we get too, like sort of it's, from his his yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Um, I gave a fourteen. <laughs> I think she's so funny in this. She. The truth, the entire truth serum sequence where then she goes to Elizabeth Arden and is trying to find someone. And then she she gets in a fight with a fur muff and she just is sort of stomping through this spa trying to find someone because she is like inebriated on truth serum is like I was rolling on the floor. Yeah, it was very funny. The fur muff reaction. Kill me. Kill, kill, kill. Okay. Well, we have to put a pause in this scoring of this, and we'll be right back on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. And we are back on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We are taking part in week two of Whoopi Goldberg's Zerk Comedy Edition. But first, we'll play a little game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. Whoa! Nons, 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 nons. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally 50 seconds this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. 
I tell them the title, they tell me that they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Guys, are you ready to play the game? I guess. Mm -hmm. This week's title is The Associate. Mm. That title again, The Associate. There's a strong chance that Sean has seen this movie. Mm. But mm. I do what I can. Okay. I do what I can. Sean? Well, I believe that The Associate is about a, a new hire at a law firm played by a young Whoopi Goldberg. And she is unconventional and she causes a bit of a ruckus around the office because of her personality. Um, and everyone is like, we need to fire this woman. But the way that her personality is, she keeps winning cases and she gets on the good side of clients and things just keep happening for her. And she becomes toast of the town except for her one uh, mortal enemy within the, the law firm that is trying to take her down. Which, of course, she overcomes. Nice. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you, Sean. Thank you. Uh, Sanj? Okay, I also think the associate is lawyer-related. Um, I think it starts with a young Whoopi on a plane next to a very, like, fancy, fancy white business lady. Um, and at first, you know, they're maybe a bit at, at odds. There's some tension. There's some physical comedy about, you know, things happening on the plane that are annoying to each other. But then they get to talking, and they find out that they're both named Diane Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, the business lady kind of confesses to Whoopi that she's starting a new job at a law firm, but she's really unhappy and she doesn't think that's what she wants to do. And she wants to run off and become a dancer. And Whoopi's down on her luck and she says, I have an idea. Why don't we swap? And so Whoopi goes and takes on the job at the law firm, despite not knowing nothing about the law. And it's, you know, a real fish out of water situation she gets into a lot of hijinks but ends up actually being a really good lawyer and i think probably wins a really important human rights case all right a real diane morgan out of water yeah Ooh. um and i will say that i have not seen it in case you're okay, wondering okay, that's fair. That's fair. by my uh, skillful pitch oh uh, mm. there we go uh <laughs> you're both you're both wrong but I will say very close. Okay. Oh. Uh, al almost, almost there. Like if you had gotten like two more kind of key points right, I would have had to give you the point. But uh, uh, very, very close. So it's not a lawyer. She's an investment banker mm. on Wall Street. Um, and what happens is that she gets passed over for a promotion because she's a woman. So then she pretends to be a <gasps> fictional white man. Mm. Oh, that uh, sounds funny. Over the, over the phone. Uh, and that is where uh, things ensue. Uh, Diane Weist is also involved. Uh, it looks pretty good. Okay, uh, there's a, Diane. There's a few, there's a few, few folks in there. Uh, it definitely looks pretty. It, I would check it out. Um, it is not well rated. <laughs> if you care about well. that sort of thing. Well, I mean, there's but, jumping uh, Jack Flash, and we had a great time with that. It's true. It's Thank true. You. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> If you're interested, do check out The Associate. Thank you guys for playing the game. I would Thank love you, to. Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay, we have to get back into these scores. We have limited time. Mm -hmm. We can do it. Okay. We are back on Jumpin' Jack Flash, and we are talking about 
scores for tension and emotion to be found in this. I'm going to be turning off my video because I am g -g glitching. <laughs> glitching. Um, <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's like a little remix to Sean's face. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I, again, same thing, like not a ton of opportunities for tension and emotion. Although I guess there were some moments of tension and I was oh, genuinely like sense. stressed because let's be real. Terry makes some interesting choices in this film. <laughs> um, I feel like you can tell that this was written and directed by white people because I think an actual black woman would have a healthier um, skepticism about the authorities willingness to help her. She, this woman is too trusting of the police. Um, she's always on the. She's always going after the police, and like just, just telling everyone everything, and like literally, someone like tries to murder her, and then she goes home immediately, and you're like Terry. Have oh yeah. You not seen an action movie. The spies will know where what, you're going. That's what you do in the U.S. Anyway, or like so it, her house gets ransacked, and she stays there. The yeah, same way. yeah. Um, so I gave an eight. Because I do think there were some moments of tension. Um, you know, I felt some things, but yeah. Uh, I gave a nine kind of for similar reasons, Sanj. There are a lot of, like, pretty good moments. And, like, you know, like her swimming under the dock. Like, like all you know, all the, like, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good spy action movie stuff. But also, like, there really weren't any stakes Mm -hmm. it felt like <laughs> oh my god jeremy the stakes couldn't be higher could well yeah okay it is a her life. life it is her I'm life struggling. it is a man's life it is state yeah. secrets um i gave i gave 10 um the polaroid on the door <laughs> of her inside it is general is genuinely so scary to me and has always been scary to me <laughs> But can um, we talk about how she literally looks right at it and then walks right past it as though she didn't see it? <laughs> um, we can. That is a conversation <laughs> that can be had. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, go on. No, <laughs> I'm not, just like the logistics of, of, a, of a person taking a photo of you with your Polaroid five feet away, then waiting for it to be uh, developed and then stick it <laughs> on the door so quickly because she is she sees she sees something and then she's like ooh I better go and then runs toward the door and oh there's a Polaroid of her standing moments ago on the door so it is creepy but also you're right very unrealistic <laughs> but I think it's instilled in me a healthy fear of home invasion gotta say <laughs> that's good I'm glad that's, that's a positive outcome um okay let's move on to the last category and that is style points would you give Sonia I gave her a 10 for this one um I do definitely think this would be a much worse movie if it wasn't Whoopi um I mean it's a star-studded cast we haven't really talked about that like mm -hmm. so yeah, many people yeah. are in this movie um, well and Oprah of the Oprah of the week is Carol Kane I assume I would say <laughs> so, she's yeah. like Terry you don't think it's John Lovitz <laughs> You just John think that because you look like John Lovitz. Yeah, I was going to say. That's fair. Because <laughs> you look and sound like John Lovitz. <laughs> I thought it was here. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a really good point. Um, so, yeah, I do, I do definitely think, like, as the kind of center of this film, 
You gotta have Whoopi. You gotta have Whoopi. You gotta have. I, I gave it 12 for similar reasons. I do think if, like, it would have worked out with other people, but it would have been a different thing. Uh, I It's funny that you brought up the police situation, Sanj, because there is this, uh, was Gary Marshall, he was a detective or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his his, his his authority. The way, yeah, the way the shoot mouths off to to that detective is outrageous. <laughs> like it's just the craziest interaction with the people who are most comfortable with their police, uh, but it is uh, very whoopy, if nothing else. Like yeah. it, like it's just got her her thing all over it. Her and, defiance. Uh, I didn't. I did enjoy it. Yes, I gave a 14, you guys. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> These might be Sean's highest scores ever. It I might be. Because, because she, uh, like, who who else could have given it this much charm and stank? And her Whoopi Le Goldberg did the thing. <laughs> and her, like, stylish androgyny. Like, oh, my God. I think I honestly was, when I was a child kind of confused as to whether Whoopi was a boy or a girl and I was like didn't really like question it either I was just like this is just like um, a person that I don't know what's going on but I really enjoy them and they're really fun <laughs> yeah when I this is like, like yeah. her outfits in this and in many of the other films we've watched gave me gender euphoria in the biggest way of just oh, absolutely. Like, my gender is Whoopi with a little collar and a sweater <laughs> in case or wondering. <laughs> Whoopi in a in a gold lame uh, like duster, as we'll find out in the the later. Oh film. yeah, we will. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> oh, will Ooh. we? Ooh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Well, and that's that on Jumpin' Jag Flash, the best movie of all time. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Sorry. One last thing. Jonathan Price as her as Jack as the love interest, such mm-hmm. a weird choice. Okay, yeah, I I hated that because they make such a thing of like, when's he coming back or like, did you save him? I did save him. He's in town, and then at the literal last minute, he arrives and we get eyes on this man that she has been talking to this entire film, and we've never seen him before. <laughs> I I just kind of thought it would be a character from the film or like. It was just like, oh, it's a completely random man, and then they kiss. Well, she had way more chemistry with the CIA guy, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, she absolutely should have hooked up with the 7th Heaven dad. 7th <laughs> Heaven yeah. dad? Yeah. Even though he is bad, yeah. bad news. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> Never mind. At, at the time we were fine. <laughs> at the time we were laughing. Okay, yeah. so now we move on to our last film. Sonia, do you want to talk about this little known number? Yeah, I was just going to say, probably I'll need to do a bit of introducing because no one will have heard of this one. Um, It's a little 1992 number called Sister Act. You know, it's a tale as old as time. Um, (laughs) Disillusioned lounge singer who's on the verge of leaving her terrible mobster boyfriend accidentally witnesses a murder by her her mobster boyfriend's underlings. And then has, uh, flees and has to go into witness protection. And naturally, the only place to put her where they won't find her is mm-hmm. a convent. Say it. Say that. But to be clear, this is not the witness protection program. This is a dude 
hiding a human person. No, this is under the table. <laughs> is, um, under the Jared, table I'm protection. I'm pretty sure this is exactly how witness protection works. So I, it's how it works, but it's unsaying. Well, Jeremy, it's case. it's as you know, it's because there's a mole in the police force, and he, right. I'm aware. So he I'm doesn't aware. want that to get back to yeah. her. I was simplifying, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know she obviously fits in really great with the other nuns. It's totally her jam. You know she's she's into the chastity. She's into the godliness. She's into um, the rest of it. And mm-hmm. uh, the particular convent that she's at has an absolutely awful choir. And so of course, as fate would have it, she, she uses her skills. Takes over and uses her skills and and brings her whoopee flair to the choir, and uh, magic ensues. Absolutely. And I just uh, want to say, I... obviously, my two picks so far have been real kind of safe choices, but <laughs> someone couldn't not pick Sister Act for this, you know? Like someone had to that do is, it. That is fair. Uh, you guys need to be okay. With some of the things I'm going to say no. in the next few. Oh, months. Jeremy, okay. I'm sweating. No, I'm not okay. I'm just, just need, sweating. You need to be okay. I think it's going to be all right, but you need to be okay. Oh, okay. It's gonna go down. I'm already okay. mad at you. Okay. I guess I'll hold. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, let's start. Let's begin. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm ready. So for um, characterization. Yeah. Uh, I gave Dolores, aka Sister Mary Clarence, an eleven. Um, because I think just from the opening scene where Dolores is on stage giving yeah. her, her performance to a room full of completely apathetic uh, casino goers and just how over it she is, she expresses that so clearly. Like, she just is so herself in every moment of this movie, and I love it. So I gave him 11. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get. <laughs> I gave a ten for similar similar stuff. Uh, I do think it's fun and like we, her complaining about being with a bunch of nuns is a two hour movie. Like I could just mm-hmm. watch that and be content. Just her being like, "Oh man!" Like just every like little jab again yeah. and again. Uh, <laughs> and like, there's no reason all of those nuns could not have been informed about what was going on. It's totally crazy that that would have tried to keep it a secret from them. But uh, it is, like, a very funny contradiction that she really just makes work. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I gave an 11. We we definitely get to know Dolores Van Cartier as the rabble rouser, the defiant, hilarious defiant lady, the leader that she is, but also secretly the big softie. Yeah. <laughs> Love her. Love um, her so much. Let's talk voice. Uh, okay, so I gave her 12 for voice because, you know, literally Dolores has such a strong and clear voice. I was very interested to learn that Whippy, like, learned to sing for this movie. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I would say she's a pretty good singer. Um, but yeah, just like some of her line deliveries, the attitude, like, she conveys the character through the way she speaks and sings so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I gave it a bump up once I found out that she learned how to sing, which bumped it up to a 13. Because mm. uh, I think she did a great job. Like, I, you know, and I think it's kind of a case of like, she sings things that she can sing well. And then the other things that maybe she couldn't, they kind of do a different way where she's like leading the choir or whatever. But it's, 
it works. It works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I give it 13. Oh. Just because the pure genius comedy of the opening number is just like, you cannot argue. Like, she should have won an Oscar. You stop at minute five and she should have won an Oscar. Because that scene is so funny. Um, I think the ability to be hilarious while singing is like such a skill like madeline Mm -hmm. khan can do it like people not a lot of people can do it but it's when it's done right it really hits um and um and obviously she has a lot of great like help in that first number the mother of black uh hollywood jennifer uh dang what's her last name lewis lewis is one of her co-stars and the way that she's like okay wrap this up and the I lo- the falsetto I love him is like will make me roll on the ground all the time. Yeah. Okay. Physicality. Okay, so again in this movie, um, she's doing a lot of physical comedy. Um, you know, running away from mobsters. Even just like, yeah, in that opening scene, like being on stage, she's already doing so much physically. Mm-hmm. Um just like her presence even, like just the way she physically inhabits face, I feel like is so Dolores and I love it. So I gave her a 13. Uh, I gave I gave a 10. Uh, it is hard for Jeremy to come from Jumpin' Jack Flash to Sister mm. Act mm. Uh, in this. And I do think like, was that kind of a bit more unhinged uh, and all of that sort of stuff? Yes. I just don't think that this is like, like, there's a lot of just swaying in front of other people swaying, I Ooh, feel. Okay. Were there good moments? Yes. Was work happened? Yes. But I say a 10. Only a 10. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I gave a 12. Just the inspired genius of bouncing her butt like that when she is uh, when she is <laughs> conducting <laughs> this choir. Like, yeah. that is an image that will stick with everyone for the rest of their damn life. Is <laughs> a, nun's, a, nun's, a nun's robes bouncing like that? Come on. Um, it's great. And just like, yeah, like running in heels, like running and sliding through like these escapes. Also, it's, you know, not for nothing. The soundtrack is incredible. And oh just like God. whenever she starts running or there's a, a, a chase scene, like it's the perfect music to go with that. Yeah. Um, and obviously serves major face. She's yeah, she's a nun. The only thing she has is face. Yeah. That's it's all thing. squeezed in that one spot. <laughs> and like going to the bar when she goes to the bar. Oh, I love that scene. And she's a nun in a bar. Okay. <laughs> all right we'll move on to tension and emotion okay so for tension and emotion um i gave a 10 here i think there are some like really lovely moments um where she like is connecting with the other nuns and like you were saying like that big heart of hers that's underneath and just like the spirit of service and something I was thinking about, sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but something I was thinking about in watching this time that I haven't thought a lot about before is how like she comes in as this disruptor, right? Like in the same way that we were talking about that she often does. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really interesting how it's almost like she's actually inhabiting a lot of the values of Christianity more than the convent is. Exactly, in the habit. Um, More than they were, like, before she got there by, like, going out into the community and, like, bringing people in and just, like, I don't know. 
I think there's some interesting stuff there. And so, oh, and also her and Sister Mary Roberts, like the young one, they're gay for each other. And you cannot tell me otherwise. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so t- all of that being said, I gave it a 10. <laughs> well, allow me, allow me to reinforce your thoughts, Sonia. Uh, I am offended uh-uh. At the at the idea, here we go. Oh yeah, that you can think that I think mm-hmm. that Whoopi Goldberg yeah. and Harvey Keitel could be in a relationship with no work. You just like like I remember the first time watching this being confused about who this boyfriend was, because I am still in disbelief that they thought that would Harvey Keitel's a great gangster worked out so well, but like what? Yeah, it is. is am I the only? It, it, no, it is a, a surprising pairing. Again, we don't know Reno. We don't know the dating scene of Reno. Yeah, <laughs> it is a. It is a. It is weird in Reno. I gave it Nate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of the things with the other nuns are incredibly charming. I feel like the lots lots of development there. You know, eating in the kitchen at night, all that sort of stuff. Oh, but uh, it's still sort of on the crux of this thing of like, like she didn't. They didn't need to date. How, but why been... does that affect tension and emotion? <laughs> what are you talking this about? Is... They're supposed to they're supposed to have the, all these scenes about like this woman who's distraught over this guy she was with, mm. who is a very bad man, and now it's just like it's Harvey Keitel, and I don't believe it at all. It wrecks the whole thing. I don't agree, Jerry, but you have a right to your opinion. <laughs> I don't know if it wrecks the whole thing, but agree. Why? It's crazy. Like they are two bizarre pairings. It is bizarre. It's it. It affects it because I find it so distracting. Okay. Put it, I will put it that way. Hmm. Well. <laughs> huh. hmm. Much to think about. Okay, so I will say for tension and emotion, I gave a 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, I liked the little ice cream social, as you say, Jeremy. Her sort of stoking this sort of uh, thing among the nuns to like rebel and to causing a bit of a ruckus within the nun the nunnery, um, and how much they like just like how much the nuns love her, and uh, and obviously just like the straight up end when she you know habit off is e- emoting the song that they're singing and. You guys, of course, I cried at the end of this. I cry every time. Aw, I it love is, that. For real. It is cool. a perfect movie, and it's the best ending of all time, I have to say. It is, it is a perfect movie, and I watched the second one immediately afterwards. That's how good it is. Oh, man. You guys, know, we have different feelings about this. I it's know. A- and you're right. I know, that. Jeremy. The, all, the thing, the, the way to watch this movie and come away thinking about Harvey Keitel... I'm, I mean. Yeah, like that's... I mean. That's just, it doesn't compute for me, but okay. It bugs me. It bugs me. <laughs> okay. And now we move on to style. I mean, there are... I mean, in the literal sense of style, uh, yeah. some, of the, some of the wardrobe in this wardrobe in this movie is like my favorite wardrobe in any movie. Like her and opening you- outfit... Full disclosure, no, you have to tell the, the listeners that you did have wig questions. 
Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was her real hair in the second scene. I w- I just wished that more people had hair that big. Um, Absolutely. To be fair to me, I knew the first one was a wig in the very opening scene, the giant triangle. So there's that. But just like, but just, oh, but she's just so stylish. Like, Dolores is stylish in every way possible. And also, Whoopi just brings her style to this. So yeah. very hard. Um, and so for that reason, I gave it a 13. Oh, so yeah, no, I dis- I do disagree with you on that. Uh, and uh, this is this is the ebbs and flows of our March Madness game. Yeah. If you, if you want to try and argue anything other than then this is the most whoopee movie of all whoopee movies. Yeah. Like it's a 15. Yeah. Oh, okay. it is, it's giving. Yeah. Whoopee. Like it's, 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 it is, it is this, like, this is what will be on her headstone. Wow. <laughs> depicted of her. And she of can be work. proud of that. That is a hundred percent true. Uh, and, but like, this is the thing everyone knows her for. Maybe now the view, but <laughs> I know she has a million. Wise, this is it. She has a million Emmys for the view. And I, I feel like I've done, I'm like hasn't she only been on that for like thirty seconds? She's probably been on a million years. It's like ten years, I think. But. Yeah, it's a long time. Now, Jeremy, I also gave it a fifteen, <gasps> um, because like the iconography of this in her of this role in her oeuvre, like if you see a nun with sunglasses, yeah. who are you thinking of? <laughs> if you see a nun, like period. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm going to that. You know what? You know what? Now that you mention it, I don't know that I've seen a nun. Well, I've the nuns. Met two nuns in my life. I I don't know the, that I have. The nun community is really waning, and it's a mm. it's a despicable uh, era of our society. Well, to be we, fair, nuns have to have had it real hard. Like I think nuns are really at the bottom lit- of the rung. Like, I I saw like a nun walking down the street once. And I was like, oh my, I almost slammed on the brakes. Like, how often do you see that? <laughs> we have no nuns, That's which is so why much. it's hilarious that he had in the 90s, like, an entire convent full to stash her among, which, you know. But also that's the, that's the sort of, uh, that's the sci-fi-ness of this film. Yeah. You just got to lean <laughs> yeah. into it. <laughs> that's the, as I, like, move the abacus in my mind, I am certain that I have seen more knights than nuns. Yeah. <laughs> IRL. Um, so yeah, just like the even just the the idea of this a worldly showgirl um, with a sort of heart of gold, like I, th- it this is blueprint material. And also, I'm giving a lot of points to this film because full disclosure, this is like a personality forming uh, film for me. And as the it sta- should be, honestly, like the girls walking oh. those sort of street style girls walking in off the street to a choir singing like that's it mm-hmm. that's iconic okay mm-hmm. we gotta let, wrap this up let, let's hear about the scores real quick Sanj okay Go. so quick in third place with 137 points we have Made in America in second place with 159 points we have Jumpin' Jack Flash and uh, in a crazy upset we have with 176 points Sister Act ah uh, who could have seen this coming <laughs> So, well, we'd like to thank Saskatoon's the Garys for letting us use their song Manituna for our theme song. We'd like to thank everyone here at CJTR and all of you at home for lending us your ears. 
We're broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and are available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, and everywhere else podcasts are played. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, so give us a follow. And have a good night, and join us next week for the third installment of Whoopi Goldberg's Ark. Bye! Woo! Bye!